Welcome back. Joining me now for our markets wrap is Martin Smith from Anchor Capital and Viv Govender from Rand Swiss Offshore. Thank you so much for your time, gentlemen. Let's start off with local. Um, we've seen the pressure that the JSC, the RAND and our bond market have been under um, since um, the speculation that uh, Sil Ramaphosa would be resigning as president. Of course, that hasn't happened and we haven't heard from him. Martin, what have been your thoughts around the market reaction to that and the turnaround that we are seeing today? Yeah, my thoughts are that I, I wish it hadn't come in, in December. Um, yeah, it's been difficult same. enough in, in terms of <laughs> uh, market, market movements this year. But um, I think it's just interesting. You, you can see the uncertainty there, right? I think when the news started to kind of filter through properly yesterday, you saw markets sell off aggressively. I mean, bonds were down 5% at one stage yesterday. Rand blew out almost a full rand to the dollar and um, has subsequently come back. But I think there's still some uncertainty there. And I think people are unsure of what's going to happen and i think until we get some answers about will he be there will he not be there who will replace him if they do if someone does come in and what their policies be i think until that happens you're going to have a lot of uncertainty plaguing the market so it's a bit tricky going into going into december unfortunately yeah talking about that uncertainty um that really is playing out in the markets that that maybe could also last longer than we anticipate the premier um, Premier today says that they're not listing anymore, uh, citing the events that have happened in the last 48 hours, saying that the markets, um, uh, the environment isn't conducive for a listing at this time. What is your thinking, firstly, Viv, on um, bringing out an IPO during this time? Is it that bad? Yeah, look, I mean, you want to be an IPO out when the market is, you know, kind of toughish because you want to basically get the best price for your shares you can. Uh, you know, we have the market's recovered, but it's nowhere near its you know, recent highs. And they are correct. I mean, in looking at basically what's happening in the uh, the political sphere, uh, you don't want to have an IPO come out and, you know, the, basically be down 20% a couple of weeks later because of the fact that you know, there's politics happening and, you know, the market looks quite uh, dreadful. Uh, so, yeah, it kind of makes sense to delay things a little bit. Uh, you know, you want to have a Ideally, what you want to do is you want to have an IPO that's pretty fairly valued and wants it to go up quite significantly. And that gives the best kind of IPO. Uh, you know, having it fall, having it basically be undervalued, those are things you don't want. Yeah. Uh, just sticking with you, Viv, um, I think if I remember correctly, you're not keen on the food producers. So were you looking at um, the, the premier listing uh, with any sort of attention? Yeah, look, I was. Uh, I'm not keen on it because of the fact that what's happening globally around the whole uh, food uh, situation right now. Uh, food processes are going to be under huge pressure going forward. Uh, you, you, and the, the situation with natural gas is going to feed through again next year with fertilizer prices, uh, which is going to be you know pretty horrendous with regards to basically input costs. I think for anyone that does anything with regards to food uh, processing, uh, maybe if you're a, a producer, but even there, uh, you know, because you, you still going to have the inputs coming in with fertilizer prices and so on that's going to affect your your, your margins. All right. Let's go to uh, the U.S. So we had that highly anticipated uh, November jobs report coming out. Um, and the U.S. added 263,000 jobs in November compared to analyst forecasts of 200,000. We also saw that unemployment rate uh, remaining unchanged at 3.7%. Martin, bad news for the Fed? 
Um, yeah, that's it's the old bad, uh, good news is bad news story, yeah. I guess. And I mean, that those numbers are, are very, very strong. They're also, um, to add what you were saying, um, have also revised October's numbers upwards as well. Mm. So it looks like that labor market is incredibly strong. Um, you also saw some. Um, acceleration in wage um, increases as well, about 7% per annum in the States at the moment. So everything pretty much pointing towards the Fed kind of staying on the path. Obviously, I think people got a little excited with um, some comments out of Powell earlier this week and essentially cementing a 50 basis point hike going into December. But I think this has nothing to kind of essentially uh, make us straight from their path. I think that might be 25 or, or whatever it may be. So. Again, I think it, it kind of reiterates um, the Fed strategy, which which uh, will go unchanged. So you haven't repriced, considering that this is the last jobs report that we're going to have before the Fed meeting in December, Martin. So you haven't repriced. Are you still thinking 50 instead of maybe 75? I, I think 50 will, will still be the number. Like I said, we had some relatively dovish comments on a poll earlier this week. Um, yeah, no, nothing's making me kind of uh, deviate off of that. We've also got another CPI number coming out um, in a couple of weeks as well, just before the, the Fed meets. So that'll also be interesting to see. But I, I think 50 basis points will be the number. Yeah. Um, just talking on that U.S. Uh, employment viv, um, I was speaking to BlackRock yesterday on the 2023 outlook. And they were talking about how there's now a new regime when it comes to the macro economy. So when you look at the workforce in the U.S., a lot of people are retiring, right? And I'm wondering if so many people are retiring, then there's lots of there's lots of space to hire more people into those positions because you kind of also get the feeling that these layoffs that the tech sector, for example, has been uh, implementing, that's not filtering through to the labor market. So is it a case of as much as you have these layoffs, but those people will still be recycled into the system and be hired by other companies. So is that maybe a kind of new regime that we're looking at, uh, at the, when you look at the, the U.S. labor market? Uh, it's possible. I mean, such as the U.S., everywhere in the world, except for very small places like in Africa and some parts of the developing world, uh, experiencing a, a significant drop down in terms of, uh, uh, you know, labor force china is europe definitely is japan is and the u.s as well i mean because it's also good experiencing the baby boomers retiring in fact the u.s probably has a better you know uh, demographic uh, situation than almost any other developed country uh because of the fact that they have millennials which other parts of the world may not have uh but regarding what's happening with the tech sector they may be recycled but they won't be recycled the same kind of jobs tech employees were paid I think uh, significantly beyond by any measure uh, what the average worker was paid in the US. Yeah. Uh, they have very specialized skills. Uh, and just though they're very smart people, probably very capable people, they won't get into the same kind of you know income uh, levels probably if they had to go to other industries. And we might see a long-term change there because I mean, uh, a couple of things happened over the last few years. Firstly, the low interest rates, when tech companies are willing to hire people, uh, you know, at, at probably any price they could, uh, they were offering these huge packages, et cetera. And to give you an example, I mean, Facebook uh, doubled its workforce in three years. Uh, Google quadrupled its workforce over the last nine years. Mm. Uh, you know, just to give an indication just how much they were hiring. And I'm not so sure those people are going to find a place in the tech sector after these layoffs. Yeah. All right. Let's bring it back to Tiger Brands. So they released their results out today. Um, quite, um, quite exciting growth numbers uh, when you take off the impact of the civil unrest 
and the uh, recall of the selected uh, canned vegetables from the prior period. Uh, they also benefited this year from insurance claims for that civil unrest. When you strip that all away, it uh, didn't really knock the lights out. Headline earnings up 11%. Um, revenue also up because of the selling price inflation that they implemented. Volumes were down. Um, Martin, what did you think of, of that update? Uh, very similar to what you just said. Um, optically, quite a good number. But then if you kind of strip out the one-offs, uh, maybe not as good as initially thought. Uh, also a little bit mixed in terms of like from a segmental perspective. Some of the some of the businesses doing really well. Others, like the grain side of things, not doing particularly well. But I, I think I'm very much uh, in Viv's corner so far as food producers. I think you, you're seeing some proper kind of cost pressures coming through. You're seeing a potentially constrained consumer going forward as well. So mm. again, decent set of numbers from Tiger Brands, but still nothing to get me excited about the food producers. Yeah, decent set of numbers, Viv. I know you're not keen. But a decent set of numbers and I think a very different story from what markets expected a few months ago. They do have these input because yeah. they do have those input yeah. cost pressures, but it seems that they're, they're, they're going. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, they, they are like benefits just started to set up the just food production, you know, uh, food production rather uh, benefited from the fact that, you know, prices are higher and, you know, the round is a little weaker. Uh, but like I said, I mean, you, you've got to look at agriculture as a longer term uh, view. And the fact of the matter is what's happening right now with natural gas prices being quite high. Uh, the winter that's happening in uh, Europe is probably going to be, you know, quite important for that market. That translates immediately into, uh, you know, to this uh, nitrogen and fertilizer prices. And that makes an impact on, on, on what the cost looks like going forward for the next year. So, yes, there are positives uh, with regards to what happened this year. Uh, but look, they also had negatives as well. They had that uh, baby uh, powder thing that, uh, you know, also kind of just came and went uh, as a scandal. Uh, but like mm -hmm. I said, I don't really see like you know massive upside from here for these food producers. The uncertainty doesn't quite, uh, you know, the rewards don't justify the uncertainty associated with them. Uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, let's get to something that you like. Your stock picks for today, Martin. Um, we were buying some banks today. We were buying some Absent and some First Rand on the back of um, obviously the precipitous fall we saw in those stock prices yesterday. We think maybe slightly overdone. Um, and the banks are still in good shape going forward. So, yeah, first trend and all uh, APSA. Buying the dip. Uh, Viv, <laughs> on your front, your stock pick? I'm keeping it better. Uh, remember, I bought that uh, pick out of my company after the results came out. I've been mentioned on this few companies in the world, but all it takes is for the head, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, to decide not to be crazy with the amount of spending you're doing on Meta, uh, the Metaverse, and that company could easily double in price. Mm. So, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of upside to Meta. And I think he's not that crazy as to continue spending the kind of money he's spending on the metaverse. So I still um, pick him better, even though it's up 20 plus percent from the first time I picked it uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your insights and your analysis today. Thank you. That was Martin Smith from Anchor Capital and Viv Govender from Ransos Offshore.